welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you and welcome to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Brianna Hobiton, and today we are talking about SpongeBob Movie, Sponge Out of Water, Project Almanac, Disney on Ice, Let's Celebrate, and The Duff. So right now, we are speaking with the amazing Raven about Project Almanac. Thank you for joining us today, Raven. How are you? I am doing very well. How about yourself? I'm doing fabulous, my friend. So um, let's just talk about what Project, Project Almanac is. Um, yeah, so Project Almanac is a really, really wonderful film um, about a group of teenagers um, who discover that, well, it's about, okay, let me start over. The main <laughs> teenager is um, this kid, David, who is super, super brilliant, and he's applying for um, this really wonderful tech school with his friends. And so him and his, him and his friends are looking for some pretty cool, um, like, ideas and, um, like, layouts for a project. And they find the blueprints for a time machine that David's father was creating. So um, this group of teenagers, they're like, hey, we're, we're super smart. Like, why don't we? We're super smart. Yeah, right? I mean, they're brilliant. Like, they created, like, some really cool stuff. So they're like, why don't we, like, try to make this? And so um, they begin making the time machine. Um, and it works. It ends up working after a bunch of different tries and it's sort of all about, you know, what they do with the time machine and the effects that, you know, messing with the past has. Yeah, I saw the trail I saw a bunch of trailers for this because we were about to see it, but then my mom was like, No, let's not because I'm tired. I was like, Okay. But um it's really interesting how it all goes about because it's like, no, we should win the lottery and, and we should do this, we should do that. And it's like, oh, nothing will change. But it's like the smallest thing changes everything. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like a chinchilla may become president. You never know. <laughs> well, and that's kind of what I love about this film is that like um, they are teenagers and it's like they do use this time machine to win the lottery and yeah. to, you know, go to Lollapalooza and to... <laughs> know kiss their crush and that's kind of stuff that like teenagers would use this technology for like I would totally want to go to like my favorite concerts if I had the opportunity to you know so I thought that it was cool in that sense yeah that that's very interesting so what is your favorite aspect of the film Project Almanac um my favorite aspect well it was a really fun story I guess um and even though it's really really far-fetched it was done in a way that seems believable I guess Mm -hmm. um because it was done with found footage and it wasn't like immediately they they were like oh like let's build a time machine and it worked right away I liked that it took time and trial and error you know yeah it took trial and error and things did start going wrong so even though it's a really far-fetched idea I liked the fact that it was done in sort of like a attempted realistic way yeah, because if, I mean, with anything you do when you try something, it's, a lot of the times it's not going to work the first time you try it. So at least it had some realness and reality to it, to something Absolutely. that's probably never going to happen. But that's okay. <laughs> so tell me about, like, the actors and Johnny Weston and Sam Lerner, if I, I'm sorry. But a lot of the people in this film, I felt like they were a lot of new people. 
Like yeah. Not, um, yeah. So, so I, yeah, most of the characters and actors in this film were um, new to sort of like the mm-hmm. major motion picture realm. Um, Sophia Black did, Ilya, who plays uh, Jesse in this uh, film, who's like the the main love interest and like the girl or whatever, she was in um, Skins and she's been in a couple mm-hmm. other um, shows. And then Johnny Weston was in oh my gosh, she was in this one surfer movie. Um, but I thought he did incredible. I think he was like the best um, in this film as far as like realistic acting goes because he went through a really big transformation in this film. He was very nerdy and very quiet and shy. Um, and throughout the course of this film, he definitely, you know, gained confidence and um, kind of started doing things on his own and really kind of took responsibility for all the stuff that starts going wrong with the time machine. So I think he did incredible. Overall, I think the cast was um, pretty great, except there were definitely some scenes where I was like, okay, they are definitely acting and they, oh. like, they are not super convincing in this particular part, but in general, it was pretty good. Yeah, because in a lot of the a lot of the times when you look at movies and then you find that moment when you're like, wait, they're acting. Like, that, that, that is a sad moment because you can, like, you've been brought out of that, oh my gosh, did they just do that? But it's good that, like, throughout all in all it was a good whole nice experience of the acting (laughs) absolutely you're listening to the voice america kids network i'm your host brianna hope and today you're listening to voice america kids and today we are talking about spongebob movie sponge out of water project almanac disney on ice let's celebrate and the duff so right now let's continue speaking with raven about project almanac we were just speaking about this how this film has a lot of new actors to the major motion picture industry, which I think sometimes is a good thing so that it's like, okay, these are new actors that, I mean, they're new because this is some of their first films, but it's also now people have seen them. So it's like kind of a big exposure type thing. What, I mean, not what film, but what genre do you think this film would categorize? Um, It's, it's definitely it's definitely sci-fi um thriller i'd say there's a little bit of romance but it's not like a very overarching theme so yeah i definitely say a sci-fi thriller found footage type thing a type thing well i'm glad it thing i'm glad it rests in that category with you what is your favorite scene Oh my gosh. Um, I think my favorite scene would definitely have to be when the group of friends goes to Lollapalooza. Um, because it seems like literally the best time ever. I went and saw, um, I went and saw this movie with my best friend and the two of us were just sitting there. We're like, wait, why are we not there? Like this seems, (laughs) um, because what they do is it's literally during, like they all are in class and they all ask their teacher for bathroom breaks and they go meet up under, um, the bleachers, at like the the track field and whatever and um David doesn't really tell them what's going on and he's like okay like everybody get together we're gonna go somewhere and they go to Lollapalooza which was just like three months before this whole thing happened Mm -hmm. and he had printed off passes um 
that were like being sold on eBay for like three dollars because I mean they're not worth anything after the concert. So he printed yeah. out like VIP passes and they got to go see all these bands and do all of this incredible stuff. And then when they came back, so they were gone for like the entire day at this music festival. And then when they came back to like the present time, they were only gone for like forty five seconds. <laughs> So that would be so cool. It's like, yeah, I can go everywhere and I can do anything and I'll only be gone like three seconds, guys. It's okay. We had this we had this talk and it's like, would you rather um, have a pause button or a rewind button? And I would have I would like if you could pause and then but like everyone else pause and you could keep going so that, you know, you could do everything else and be like, oh, I didn't cheat. You didn't see me. That's okay. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> Can you relate to anything in this film, like any of the characters or the situations? Um, I can definitely, I mean, there are definitely, like, lots of aspects that I can relate to about this because, you know, I am in the same sort of age range and I can relate to wanting all of these specific things Mm -hmm. but I can't necessarily relate to getting all of these (laughs) things um but I think something that this movie kind of inspired me to do and something that makes it relate to me more now after I've seen the film is it makes me realize that you know this isn't the movies and you don't get a second chance to do something Uh you know and like you might as well live life to the fullest instead of like regretting and wishing that you could go back and do things differently. So I think that kind of ties into the message behind this film is like, we don't have time machines. We can't go back and and do things differently. We just have to live each moment to the fullest and take risks and be brave. That was truly profound, Raven. Like (laughs) I'm crying on the inside. (laughs) Sobbing. Cause a lot, I mean, you, you do hear that a lot though. Um, that, I mean, you only have one chance, you only have one life, so live it to the fullest, and sometimes we forget that. We're just like, I just have to get this done, I have to get this done so that I can move on. So it's good to stop and take a look, and it's like, what would I like to do, and how can I achieve that? So thank you for that Yeah, soul-depthening soul. quote right there. <laughs> soul. It's a word. Look it up. <laughs> this is a PG-13 film, but what do you think the age range should be? Um, I think definitely 13 and up because um, there is mild language, I'd say. Um, There is some sexual situations. Um, I don't think there's any, there's not any, like, drug or alcohol use or anything. They do go to, like, a party, but um, it's nothing too bad. But, yeah, I definitely think 13 and up because I think younger kids might be a little bit, like, bored not bored with it but they wouldn't be able to um sort of relate to the storyline as much because it is a group of teenage friends Mm -hmm. and really quick how many stars do you give this film i give it four and a half out of five stars that is wonderful raven well (laughs) raven thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about project almanac absolutely Always a pleasure speaking with you. It's in theaters now, guys, so please check it out. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Brianna Hobiton from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Looking for a show about your favorite movies, stars, and DVD releases? 
Get ready for Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Channel. Your hosts, all eight of them, have been selected by Kids First as film critics through a national competition. Each week, they will preview new movies before you see them, walk the red carpet with the stars, and will review the latest DVDs. Our hosts range from ages 7 to 14 to give you a wider kid's perspective. Kids First Coming Attractions is heard every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Kids. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. What does indie mean? It's short for independent. What does that mean? Whatever you want it to mean. When you are indie, you don't just go with the flow. You set the pace. Indie can mean a style of music, dress, or just a way of life. It's what sets you apart from the rest of the crowd. Everybody has a little bit of indie in them. It's beautiful. It's cool. It's you. Tune in to Indie on Voice America Kids. Live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. If you don't feel indie yet, make it a part of you. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm Jerry Ors, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. We just talked about Project Almac, and we are going to talk about SpongeBob movie Sponge Out of Water, Disney on Ice, Let's Celebrate, and The Duff. Right now, we're tar- talking to Harmony about Disney on Ice, Let's Celebrate. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Very good. So can you tell us about Disney on Ice, Let's Celebrate? Sure. So, Disney on Ice Let's Celebrate is an exciting ice skating show performed by the Disney characters, of course. Uh, But in the Let's Celebrate edition, they focus on celebrations such as birthdays and holidays. Hmm, very interesting. Is is there any, like, story or is it just all cool and random? Uh, They like to focus on the holidays, so they switch through different holidays quite quickly. And there is a story in the middle about true love where Minnie Mouse asks, uh, the fairy godmother in Cinderella, um, if she can have an amazing romance with Mickey Mouse for Valentine's Day. And then through that process, Minnie Mouse asks uh, the Disney princesses how they know when they're in love. And mm. that, that question leads to all the Disney princesses doing a performance to answer Minnie's question. I see. And now, since it is an ice show, how would you give the rating of their ice skating, well, performance? Oh, their ice skating performance was phenomenal. You can, te- you can definitely tell that they put a lot of passion and effort into it, and they kept their facials the entire time. You would think that when you're spinning really fast in circles or flying in the air, that you would kind of <laughs> focus on not dying and your face would not be a smile, but they kept smiles the entire time. It was great. Hmm. And... Did you think that this was appropriate for only younger ages? Do you think this is appropriate for all ages? I definitely think it's appropriate for all ages. And, def- and what do you think was your favorite part of the show? My favorite part would be when the Disney princesses have the spotlight to themselves and individually do a performance to answer Minnie's question about true love. I see. And do you think that the quality of kind of the costumes and everything was good oh yes it was phenomenal the shoes even the shoes the ice skates matched the costumes and changed throughout scenes and it was really realistic 
and they made the the cast members look exactly like the characters, and it was really great to see that. And do you have any like favorite fairy tale to reference, like fairy tale characters they reference? Uh, I liked Tinkerbell. She came hmm. out, and it was really great because I've been to two different Disney on Ice shows, and I was expecting to see familiar characters, but this was an entirely different show with a whole bunch of different characters that I haven't seen in the previous two other shows. So it was really refreshing to see a bunch of characters that I wasn't expecting to. Hmm, very interesting. And what is your, just, instead of just like your favorite moment, but the entire performance, do you have like a favorite kind of part of it, the skiing, I mean the ice skating, or the or the story, or that whole idea. What's your favorite part? My favorite part was the ice skating, because it's just so entertaining to watch them perform and do such amazing tricks that like, give me goosebumps. I actually did have goosebumps when they were ice skating. So I would even suggest and recommend this show for people, like anyone, even if they aren't big fans of Disney, because the, their ice skating talents alone is enough for someone to go and be entertained watching the show. And speaking of Disney, do you think someone who never saw a Disney cartoon or never saw a Disney fairy tale, do you think they would understand this? Yes, I do. Um, it's really enjoy, uh, enjoyable to hear the familiar songs from the movies and join along and sing. But I feel like a lot of people aren't familiar with the Disney movies but can still enjoy and understand, like even the little, little babies that haven't are too young to understand Disney movies, I still saw them enjoying and laughing along because it's funny how they act and do skits and tricks, and there's a lot of visuals that make it really enjoyable for anyone. I see. And do you think the main genre is comedy? Yeah. They try to be very comical and add jokes here and there, and I think it's really funny. Okay. So the comedy was good. Yeah. That's a relief. <laughs> um... So, so what do you think about kind of the production quality? Do you think they could have done a better job, or do you think everybody was harmonized perfectly? They did have minor errors, but it's very understandable considering they're on ice and all the obstacles they have. Uh, they did an amazing job, and I can I was in a spot where I could see the actors before they came out on ice, and they were in character before they were visible to the whole audience. You know, they had their face on, and until they went behind the curtain, which I saw, they kept their facials, and it was amazing to see how they stayed in character the entire time. Even when they fell or dropped something, they kept it positive and kept going and acted like nothing happened and made it very uh, enjoyable to see them stay in character and not get thrown off when an error happens. Hmm, very cool. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Jerry Ors, and today we will talk about the Duff and SpongeBob movie, SpongeBob Water. We talked about Project Almanac, and we are talking about, right now to Harmony, about Disney on Ice, Let's Celebrate. And she was kind of talking about how even though sometimes there's a little, little kind of like mistake, they always stay in character, even behind stage, they're staying in character. Now, do you think you have a favorite holiday they've shown since you said they're kind of talking about holidays and stuff? Yeah, they did a Hawaiian holiday where they went to Hawaii and they did a Lilo and Stitch performance and they did like hula dancing and they twirled sticks with fire and it was really um, 
it was really exciting to see that. Hmm. And do you think this was very basic technologically wise, or do you think it was pretty pretty useful in the technology aspect? Uh, it was pretty produced. Uh, it was pretty. Uh, sorry, um, they did a great job with the technology because Mickey Mouse had a device that transported him to different places and different times and events, and they had a screen that project where he was going to go next and. It was like a GPS locator that sent him to different places, and he got sent to Japan. He got sent to Hawaii, and it was really cool seeing him transport like that. That does sound very cool, actually. Yeah, it was. And now I know you said this was for all ages, but do you think you have a specific age rating? Uh, I would say between two and ten. I think they would get the most understanding out of it. Okay, yeah, that's pretty good. And how many stars would you give the performance? I give it four and a half out of five stars. And why is that? Um, they did an amazing job, but there were there were errors that I haven't seen in the previous shows. But and I enjoyed the story of the other two shows better. It connected more and was an overall theme. But this show was phenomenal. Um, it was different, and it's it was a great um. It was a great variety. It had a bunch of different stories. So if you didn't like a certain story they were on, they switched to another one quite quickly. So they had something for everyone within this show. Hmm. And do you, since you said they had multiple stories, do you think you have a favorite story? Uh, I think the story about Valentine's Day would be my favorite. Mm. When many went to ask the princesses how do they know when it's true love? Yeah. Hmm, that's a good choice. Yeah. And since you said there was a couple of mistakes, do you think they rushed the production of this and they could have used a little bit more time to practice? Not at all. It's definitely understandable considering what they were doing on ice. And at one scene, they had um, their costume covered their eyes so that they couldn't pretend to be broomsticks. And I was so surprised. My mom even told me. This is amazing that they're doing this, and they're so coordinated and in sync, considering their eyes are blocked, that it just, um, like, it's mind-blowing how they even went with one error, you know? It's understandable, considering the situation they're in. So, I think it's, yeah, it's understandable. That sounds amazing. Yeah. So, do you think the acting job was wonderful? Yeah, they did an amazing job. Um, they were really in sync with the audio when the, the actual humans had to mouth the words to pretend that it was actually them speaking. Mm-hmm. They did an amazing job being in sync with the audio that was playing and they made their actions very dramatic so that from far it's very noticeable that they're, um, excited and you can tell their emotion and that they're in sync with the audio. I see. That's, that's really cool. Thank you so much for talking to me about this wonderful I show it was a, it was a lot of fun talking to you. It was fun talking to you too. Thank you for having me. Of course. If and if you want to see more information about Disney on Ice, let's celebrate or any other Disney on Ice performance, go to disneyonice.com. Let's take a break. I'm Jerry Ors and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on Voice America Kids. Join 
Join us every week for the Paper Hope Street Team. None of our topics are off the table. This is a program that you can listen to and discuss with your family. From the pages of the Paper Hope blog to the Internet radio airwaves, we'll talk about the topics you want to talk about, such as friendship and relationships, or some more controversial issues about sex, drugs, and underage drinking. Join the Paper Hope Street Team live every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Let's talk soon. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Tune in every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly. Our program serves as a musical outlet for children being treated at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. These songs are flown all over the world and even into space. Hundreds of songs have been written and recorded and have been part of shuttle missions, airline in-flight playlists, toured with the Rolling Stones, gone undersea and to the top of Mount Everest. Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly, Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. What does indie mean? It's short for independent. What does that mean? Whatever you want it to mean. When you are indie, you don't just go with the flow. You set the pace. Indie can mean a style of music, dress, or just a way of life. It's what sets you apart from the rest of the crowd. Everybody has a little bit of indie in them. It's beautiful. It's cool. It's you. Tune in to Indie on Voice America Kids, live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. If you don't feel indie yet, make it a part of you. We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Real kids, you are Real tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Brianna Hope Beaton, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today we have just finished speaking to Harmony about Disney on Ice, Let's Celebrate. We are talking about SpongeBob movie, Sponge Out of Water, and The Duff. So right now we are speaking with Harmony about The Duff. Thank you for joining us today, Harmony. How are you? 
I am wonderful. How are you? I am doing fabulous. Thank you for asking. Well, this is kind of like a Harmony Day because you have had two segments now. So it's Harmony Day. Happy Harmony Day. Yay! (laughs) So can you please tell us all about this film? Yes, of course. So The Duff is a comedy that's really hilarious and relatable. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's about a high school senior named Bianca who hangs out with her group of attractive friends until she is reminded that she is the duff, designated ugly fat friend of her group of friends. Oh. And (laughs) in complete shock that she's the duff, she tries to get a makeover from her neighbor, Wesley Rush, who's a popular jock at the school, and she asks for his advice to give her a makeover to woo her crush and to no longer have her duff image. Ooh. See, we have had, not we, like as in you and I, but (laughs) the film industry has a lot of bullying films. Like every once in a while, they're just like, okay, let's bring this back to people's attention. And I think that's very smart because it's like, oh, yeah, that's a great concept. Okay, no bullying. And then they forget about it. Three months comes along and they see another film. And I think it's good that it's just a kind of reoccurring reminder that, okay, we can't just you know, see it and move on. But this is also very original. I feel like it's it's um it's different from the rest. Oh yeah, it's very original. Considering that it's comedy, yet has the deep message of anti bullying. Yeah, it's like a oxymoron. You really <laughs> you you usually don't see comedies with this great deep message that is awesome and wonderful. <laughs> the yeah. main character is Mae Whitman. How was her acting as she portrayed Bianca? It was phenomenal, and I am so glad they chose her. Um, She had really, really memorable facial expressions. Um, It's something, like, very, like, I don't know why it stood out to me. Like, facial expressions aren't something that you go home and remember the most. Mm -hmm. Uh, Me and my friend were just watching it, and we were talking about how much we loved her facial expressions because they seemed like something that we would do Mm -hmm. and, like, normal teenagers do, and it reminded us that, like, it made us feel like it wasn't as much acting. It -hmm. made it more realistic. You know, it wasn't like, oh, she's just acting. You know, she's reading a script. She actually had, like, the realistic facial expressions, and it was really funny because she embarrassed herself a lot with them. And I really liked her acting a lot. Yeah, and if you think about it, this is totally profound. (laughs) But if you think about it, her facial expressions and the fact that it – it kind of relates to a lot of the teenagers or most of the teenagers' facial expressions. It's kind of a link of, okay, so she got bullied, so that doesn't mean that you can't get bullied. It's kind of like everyone can get bullied. A lot of people think, well, I just can't get bullied because I'm not this or I'm not this. And But if you think about it, everyone can get bullied by some person or, or girl or guy or everyone can get bullied. That's my message of the day, guys. <laughs> yeah, and that's the message of the movie at the end. She comes out and is like, yo, everybody is a duff. Everybody is someone's duff. You're never going to yeah. be the prettiest one. You're never going to be the smartest person. There's always going to be someone uh, above you. But don't ever let that bring you down. Be your own person. Everyone is going to be a duff. But at the end of the day, own it, you know? Yeah, it's it's you. I'm, I just, for a lot of, um, a lot of people that, they kind of forget that. They kind of forget that um, you can't be you can't be the best, but you can definitely try. And if you don't make it, then you don't make it. You just have to be your own person and rock it. 
and end the movie with a bang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you think about the title Designated Ugly Fat Friend or Duff for short? Um, I wasn't sure about it before I watched the movie. Um, to someone who hasn't seen the trailer or read about it, they're not going to know what it stands for. Mm-hmm. So they kind of have to explain it. It's not self-explanatory. So I think yeah. it would have helped them out if people actually knew that the Duff stood for that because that's what the movie's about. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really too pleased about the movie title, but once you figure it out, it makes sense. And the whole movie is about the title. so Yeah, and it's kind of a way to bring in the audience. You're very curious. You want to know. It's like, well, you know, I'll see what this is about, and I'll read the trailer, and then you get really interested in it. So it's sure. kind of like, I mean, you can think of it one way, like, I really don't understand what this is, but you can also think of it in a way it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm now curious about it. So you can think of it any way you'd like. Yes. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Brianna Hopiton, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today we are talking about SpongeBob movie, Sponge Out of Water, and The Duff. So right now, let's continue speaking with Harmony about The Duff. And we were just speaking about the movie title, The Duff, which is designated Ugly Fat Friend. And it's kind of, you can think about it two different ways so whichever you like to think about it it's all right with me just be your own person and rock the world (laughs) (laughs) this film is pg-13 anything parents should look out for while taking their children to this film yes actually there's a lot of inappropriate language um and there are some sexual scenes and references not too bad but definitely 13 and above Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a respectable age because a lot of the films that are PG-13, a lot of them are, like, they're needed to be PG-13. I mean, some, like, PG or G films can get mixed up with one another, but a lot of the PG-13 kind of stands from themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, could you relate to anything that the high schoolers did or they, a situation they were in or, you know, their facial expressions that they had? Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. Um, one reason that I really love this movie is because it's more relatable to our generation now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of sick of seeing the high school movies portrayed as like really generic, like, oh, the unattractive girl has can't possibly hang out with the attractive girls. Oh, no, they have to sit by the garbage cans and <laughs> eat in the, the garbage cans. <laughs> like, it's not like that anymore. You know, there's always going to be like friends for you. And I really liked how this movie has like the quote unattractive girl hanging out with like what they consider the attractive girls. Um, And, like, you find out that the attractive friends actually do like her for who she is and aren't just hanging out with her for, like, their image, you know, their benefit to look better, but they actually like her. And that's how I feel like it is in high school. And so I like how it's not, like, the Cinderella, like, oh, the girl is tortured and, like, she can't possibly hang out with, like, the cooler people or whatever. And I really like that there are, like, sad scenes and, like, you aren't going to always get what you want if you're, like, the the protagonist in the movie. You know, usually high school movies, the protagonist always, like, ends up getting everything, like, she wants and yay, happy ending. But, like, she does go through some obstacles that are really sh- shocking to see and things don't go her the way, like, you would imagine it going mm-hmm. as, like, compared to the other high school movies. So it was really uh, relatable and... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, unexpected. I loved and, it. 
the amount of reality in this film because as you said a lot of people see films like bullying films and are like oh that doesn't happen anymore so but bullying does happen just in a different form yes it's, it's like with all problems of the world over time it they still go on it's just in a different form and a lot of yeah. people mistake that for oh it's gone it's like no it's just in a different form not all i mean it, the people don't have to sit by garbage cans and they don't have to be the only one that the only one that looks like that or the only one that has like that's not the per- she does not have it's not like she doesn't have any friends she has friends and i think that this film really portrays that things have changed but the bullying aspect is still there. Definitely. So thank you for bringing Definitely. that into my mind. <laughs> yes, no problem. <laughs> Who is your favorite character? Oh, that's tough. Um, I really liked Wesley because he's really funny, but Bianca is for sure my favorite character. Mm-hmm. See, my char- my I mean, I haven't seen this film, but I feel like everyone, everyone has their own little story. Is that yeah. wrong or <laughs> No, they <laughs> because, do. And you, yeah. you find it out. It's like you don't their image is different than their story. And you find that out in the movie. Like you find out people's stories and it's not like what you would have imagined and you judge them before knowing their story and then you find it out and you're like, Whoa. Whoa. I think differently <laughs> about you now. Yeah, and it it kinda brings to your attention that not everyone is how they seem. Like, you're like, yeah. oh, well, she's so perfect and I want her life. It's like, yeah, but you don't know that she has problems with this or she has problems with this. So, and really quick, how many stars do you give this film? I give this film a four out of five stars. And why is that? Um, I think it's really, it's just like a fun movie to watch. It's one of those, like, teenage movies where girls should watch it, even guys, yeah. Teenagers should watch it, but it's not like something I'd want to buy on DVD. I'd recommend it for my friends to watch just because it's just so funny and like a fun to watch movie, but not one I imagine like getting on DVD or mm-hmm. seeing multiple times in theaters or something. You know, it's just fun to watch and they don't take it too seriously. Yeah. yeah it's a, it's it a good, really it's a good experience. Yes. Yes, it is. It's a good experience to endure people. Well, Harmony, thank you so much for so much for talking with us today and telling us all about the duff thank you so much for having me (laughs) it's always a pleasure speaking to you and remember guys you aren't duffs (laughs) don't forget that (laughs) (laughs) check the movie out and you'll know you're not a duff it's in theaters now so please check it out let's take a break i'm your host brianna hobiton from kids first coming attractions and you're listening to voice america kids person and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet but are you doing enough we've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green mario jr is the host of alive and green the show is all about green tips staying environmentally friendly and having fun while doing something great for our mother earth you'll want to check out the show tuesdays at 2 p.m pacific time 5 p.m eastern time on the voice america kids channel if we all do our part now it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. 
In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the Tech Team, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm Jerry Orris. We just talked about Project Almac, Disney on Ice Blood Celebrate, and The Duff. And we're about to talk about Tinkerbell and the Legend of the Never Beast with Kendall. How are you doing, Kendall? I'm doing good. How are you? Very good. Thank you for asking. So can you tell us the story of Tinkerbell and the Legend of the Never Beast? Sure. Tinkerbell and the Legend of the Never Beast is about Tinkerbell's friend, Fawn. And she is an animal fairy with a big heart and an adventurous mind. One day, as um, Fawn is flying around in the forest, she notices a cave, and then she hears a weird sound coming from it. So she decides to fly through it to see what's happening. And then she discovers a mysterious creature that nobody else knows about. So she decides to study it. And she learns that he does a lot of strange things that a typical typical animal wouldn't actually do. And she decides to name him Gruff. But that's when Nyx and, and the other scout fairies try to capture him because they think that he will bring harm and danger to Pixie Hollow. But Fawn tries her best to tell Nyx and the other fairies, that he's not harmful at all. He's actually really nice. Hmm. And even though this is called Tinkerbell, do you think that this is about Tinkerbell or the other fairy and her relationship with the animal? Well, this, I think it's more about Fawn and Gruff, but Tinkerbell is in the movie and helping Fawn. So, but it's mainly about Fawn and Gruff. Hmm. And what do you think of it calling being called this very strange animal, the Never Beast? Because, um, well, where the fairies live, they live on Neverland. So I think that's where they would get the Never part of his name. And then, well, he is a big animal. So, and he kind of looks like a beast. So I think they combine both of those names and came up with the Never Beast. Hmm. All right. And what do you think the moral message of the story is? I think the message of this movie is to not judge people because everyone in Pixie Hollow thought Gruff was a big, scary, and harmful creature and that he would destroy Pixie Hollow because there was a legend after him. But actually, he wouldn't want to hurt any of the fairies because he realized how great they are by spending time with Fawn and her friends. So actually he's very helpful and caring. Hmm. I think that's a very good moral. <laughs> and, and do you think you have to see any of the other Tinkerbell films to kind of get the story? Do you think it can stand alone? Um, no. I really think that you wouldn't need to see any of the other movies 
because it makes sense by itself. And I've seen the other movies and some some of the other movies were like parts of it wasn't really in this film. So no, I think this film could stand by its own. Okay. And what do you think of the animation quality of the film? I thought it was great. It was very believable and Gruff didn't actually look like a normal beast that you would imagine in an animation film. They made him look very different and in a unique way that I don't think anybody else would think of. So I thought that was great. Hmm. And now who do you think, do you think this can be good for both uh, genders, boys and girls, or do you think this is favorited by boys or favorited by girls? Well, I think that some boys would like this film because it involves, there's a lot of action and it involves animals. So if some of the boys like a lot of action and animals combined, I think they would enjoy this, but I would think mainly it would be for girls. All right. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Jerry Ors, and today we talked about Project Almac, Disney on Ice Let's Celebrate, The Duff, Duff, and right now we're talking about Tinkerbell and The Legend of the Never Beast with Kendall. So, Kendall, who do you think your favorite character is? My favorite character is Nyx because um, she is a part of the Scout Fairies, and their job is to protect Pixie Hollow from anything that could harm them and destroy Pixie Hollow. And I think that's a really cool talent. And she's very cool, confident, and strong. And she does all these cool tricks and stuff, and it get, it makes me feel really excited. And she mm. just loves to get her job done, and she is very focused. That does sound like a cool character, actually. Yeah, she is. So, uh, do you think... What do you think your favorite scene is? My favorite scene is when Fawn is trying to help hide Gruff from Nyx. And as she's trying to hide him, he lets out a really big and loud sneeze. And he sneezes all over Fawn and her friends. It was really funny. They were all drenched in snot. (laughs) That does sound funny. And do you think there's any bad guy in this film? Well, no, not really, but, well, the only bad guy I would kind of say is Nyx, because she is trying to get rid of Gruff, but, and he's actually trying to help and save Pixie Hollow, because there's this big lightning storm, and he's trying to collect all the lightning, but she dis- but she prevents him from doing it. And so now they have to figure out another way to stop it. Hmm, I see. And do you think the main character is the fairies, or do you think the main character is Gruff? I think the main character is Gruff, because without him, nothing, none of this would actually be happening. So if he wasn't there, nothing that's going on in this movie would actually happen so hmm. yeah and what is the age rating you give this film 
I would give this range eight, the age range from three to ten. Because and why is that? Sorry, go ahead. Because I I really think younger kids would really enjoy this film, but teenagers would probably think it's boring. But I thought it was interesting, and I would think younger kids would like it as well. Hmm. And what do you think of the length of this film? Do you think it was a little bit stretched out or too short? What do you think? I thought it was a a, a perfect length. It was. It made sense. It didn't drag on. I don't think they should edit out any scenes because I thought I thought this movie was perfect. Like they didn't need to change anything. Hmm. And what do you think of kind of the quality of the voice actors? Do you think they played all the emotions well, even though you can't see their body movement, just their voice and hear the voice? Yes, I do. They spoke very clear, and you could understand what they were saying. And they had a lot of emotion in their voice. So you knew if they were happy, excited, sad, scared. And the quality was fabulous. I loved it. Hmm. And how many stars would you give this film and why? I give this movie five out of five shining stars. Because I thought it was just a great and perfect movie. There was nothing that would I would change. It was the perfect length. The story made a lot of sense. It was very clear. It was perfect. Very good. And I know you said it was perfect, but is there any cinematography, like kind of the angles of the shots that you really liked or disliked? Um, I I really liked them all, actually. There wasn't much that I didn't... There wasn't actually... There was nothing that I didn't like. I thought this was a fantastic movie. Hmm. Well, thank you so much for talking to me about this wonderful film. You're welcome. Of course. And if you want to see Tinkerbell and the Legend of the Never Beast, it is in theaters now. Thanks so much for joining us. This is Jerry Orris. And you have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To hear more film reviews and learn how you can become a Kids First critic, go to kidsfirst.org and check out our Kids First blog on Huffington Post. This show is produced for the Voice America Kids Network by Kids Star Radio. We empower kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of C, we'll see you again next week. My name is Lizzie Marie from Bookworm. Now from the Kids Are Album of the Month, here is the Wiz Pops and their song, Anglerfish.
Wisp Pops from the Kidstar album of the month. 